When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 206 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. Now, our question today speaks to a really unique struggle but something highly important. Our asker has a son who suffers from bipolar, and he really relies on her when he's having a particularly hard time. She's happy to support him and give him time, but is a little concerned that hours on the phone with him most nights are taking away from the other things she wants to prioritize in her life. How can she support both her son and herself through this? Well, let's see if we can find an in-between. Here's her question. My son is bipolar, and I am one of the few people that he speaks to when he is really struggling. He does have a therapist, but financially can only speak to her a couple of times a month. I eat healthy and exercise every day, have a lot of hobbies, read a lot of self-help books, and have a happy outlook about life. However, talking to him for hours on end on the phone most days of the week takes its toll on me, and time away from my partner and my other three children who are adults. I worry about his future with bipolar, and that saddens me. If I can get some words of encouragement or tips on how to handle this, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, thank you for sending this in, ma'am, and for wanting to do right by your son. It is not an easy situation. But the good news is that there is no doubt that you're doing right by your son already. Unfortunately, it's getting in the way of other needs you have, but the effort you put forth to talk with him, the fact that he clearly trusts you, and you are reaching out to me for help are all signs of a parent who is doing their job for a bipolar offspring. Let's talk about what you can do to balance the two, though, to show up for your son and for yourself. As you probably know, bipolar disorder is extraordinarily unique to everyone who has it. So, yeah, I can't give you blanket solutions for how to look after yourself more without them running the risk of being maybe turbulent enough for your son that you feel guilt or that your relationship with him has been damaged. And for that reason, the person who is going to be the most helpful to you is his therapist, who understands his specific condition. I highly encourage you to reach out to her. And what I want to spend today talking about is what questions to ask her and some answers you can probably expect. But her word should definitely trump mine if she does say something opposite of what I do. So here we go. First, um, it is essential that you find out from her which type of bipolar disorder he has. You probably already know this, but uh, the jury's out a little bit on just how to classify the different forms of bipolar. But generally speaking, they fall into bipolar 1, bipolar 2, cyclothymic disorder or cyclothymia, and uh, other less specific forms of bipolar disorder that tend to formulate from medications or similar medical conditions. I won't spend time going through all of their nuances, but if your son's therapist can tell you which one he has, 
you can ask her or do separate research on how he's affected by it. Knowing what type of bipolar your son has will really dictate the rest of the information you gather. But the second supplemental question I recommend you ask his therapist is what types of comments are supportive and which are not. So this will really depend on his unique circumstances and parts of his life that are affected by his bipolar. But generally, you should make the effort to be supportive and understanding as opposed to reactive. Uh, needless to say, you should avoid comments about him like overreacting or downplaying his mood swings and generally minimizing the pain derived from even the occasionally quote-unquote advantageous parts of bipolar like uh, increased bouts of productivity from time to time. You can also ask her what the best thing you can do for him is. Again, so far you seem to be doing a stellar job of being understanding with him, which you'll have to continue if and when he becomes upset with you uh, and supporting him. This will have to carry over if there's any tension resulting from his treatment changing or you trying to put boundaries in, uh, in place that wouldn't keep you on the phone with him so often. Speaking of that, that's another question to ask his therapist. How can you set those boundaries with him given his disorder? Maybe you can plan specific times for you to talk with him in advance so you can be sure to speak with him regularly and maintain stability for him, but also be able to plan your own life around it. You might even throw a safety net option in there and remind him that he can always reach out if it is a dire emergency. Uh, but again, that's definitely something the therapist should speak more on than I should. And finally, uh, it will be good to ask the therapist how you can delegate and get others involved a little bit more as long as he's comfortable with it. Maybe one day a week, another family member can be his point of contact. Maybe uh, you can plan get-togethers with everyone more often or potentially pay for one extra therapy session for him per month. So uh, until you get answers to these questions, do just remind yourself that you're serving a great role for your son and that his reliance on you reflects you being a wonderful mother. I say this not to make you feel bad about changing your approach so as to develop more time for yourself, but rather so you don't forget that this time on the phone with him is very meaningful to him and is not wasted while you do seek out a way of looking out for yourself a little bit more. And when you do get these answers, know that they are only going to help with his future with bipolar, the future that you're worried about. This will be important to keep in mind if there's any initial pushback from him as you try to impart a new schedule. A big thanks to our asker once again for making this episode possible, as well as for caring about real mental health concerns and striving to be the best mother she can be. You know, whether it's uh, a more day-to-day -day concern that we're more apt to addressing on the show or a more severe diagnosable problem like bipolar, we are all affected differently by that which we carry with us. So even if it's someone in your family who you know extremely well, it's never a bad idea to ask as many questions as possible of them, of their mental health professionals, or other trusted sources that can help you understand what they're going through specifically. Never assume too much. And with that, uh, it is about time to get out of here. Thank you so much for your time today, everyone, and for sticking around until the end. We will be back again soon in 207, so don't miss out. Take care of yourselves until then, and I will look forward to talking to you soon. Bye, guys.